Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello. Hi, it's me. It's December. I'm recording this at the beginning of December. You might be listening. You can listen to it at your leisure, but it's the time of year that people do their years in review, right? The look backs. And actually, I, I prefer to wait to do most of these in January because there's there's like a whole month left in the year almost. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, doing, I'm doing some, like there's some annual goals that I have that I know I already hit. So it's kind of fun to look at those already. But for like when Spotify or Peloton gives you your, your wrap for the year, I'm like, but it's not, but well, is it counting from last December to now or I don't know. Anyways, one of the things that I've been looking at is my savings rate and a long time people who've been around who've been listening to me talk about my life for a while uh, might remember that last year I averaged a 50% savings rate every month. But then I also decided to go buy a house with big mortgage that made it such that I am not regularly hitting a 50% savings rate every month. I think I'm averaging about 30% every month. I won't know what my annual is for the year until December is over. I'm hoping December is not an expensive month. Like knock on wood, I don't see anything coming up that's going to be especially expensive except for buying Christmas presents, which I'm budgeting around a thousand dollars. But we'll see. We'll see. In any case, okay, I'm doing the thing. I've been talking for a while and I haven't told you what this episode is about. But I wanted to talk about how I calculate my savings rate and the different ways that people calculate their savings rate. I've gotten this question a few times in DMs, so it seems like there is some interest. And I think too, when people just share a number like. 20%. It, it's natural to kind of think like, oh, well, what goes into that? So I wanted to share this with you, one, to say like, this is how I do it. And then two, so if you're a person out in the world and you're looking at people posting savings rates and you're like, oh my gosh, how does that person have like an 80% savings rate? Or I saw a post that said, we have a 240% savings rate, something like that. And I was like, wait, what? Clearly you were calculating that differently than I am. So something to keep in mind that like there is a lot of different, there are a lot of different ways to do that. And, and it's easy to kind of start to play the comparison game, but it's not apples to apples. It's apples and avocados and clementines. So in any case, here we go. All right, so I'm going to tell you what I do first, but then I want to go through, like, there's so many different ways to do this. So I, of course, everyone thinks that they're doing it, like, the simple, straightforward way, but I I do think I'm doing it in a fairly simple and straightforward way. Um, I look at after-tax income, so, like, whatever my salary is, like, after the tax has been taken out, and then anything that I didn't spend is savings. So let's say, I'm just going to try to make the math really, really easy. Let's say I made $200 a month and $100 was taken out taxes. So that leaves me with $100 in after-tax income. And let's say I spent $70 on all the things. We live in a fake world where my you know, mortgage and groceries and whatnot were all $70 total. And that means I spent $70 out of $100, which means I saved $30. And so my savings rate would be 30%. It doesn't matter to me if that $30 is just sitting in my checking account or if I invested it or used it to whatever. Like it, it's just money that I didn't spend. And so I consider it savings. So that's the way that I do it. But high level, I mean, calculating your savings rate is basically a fraction, right? So it's what you saved divided by what your income is. So what you saved is the numerator, what you made is the denominator, or in other words, what you saved goes at the top of the fraction and what you made goes at the bottom of the fraction. And so I'll talk about a couple different ways that you can calculate like what goes into the bottom of the fraction, your income, and then a couple different ways that you can go, excuse me, that you can think about 
what goes on the top of the fraction, what's saved. So on the bottom of the fraction is your income. I hope this makes sense. It's really hard to like talk out loud about math sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I want to do a podcast, but with a whiteboard. <laughs> okay. So what goes into your income, there's a couple different choices you can make. You can either do off of your gross income or you can do post-tax income. Um, I choose to do post-tax income because I pay a lot of money in taxes and my savings rate on my gross income, I feel like would not be that high and I just wouldn't feel good about that. So that's what I like to do. I also don't really have very much control over how much I pay in taxes. Um, I was just listening today. I was doing a bunch of stuff at home and I was listening to a bunch of backlog of the Friends on Fire podcast and they were doing a, an episode about expenses. And Maggie was talking about how she doesn't count her child support payments because she just doesn't really have any control over it. And it's like not really useful to talk about it and share that. And they had a little bit of back and forth about like whether you should count that or not. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like taxes, right? Like not counting that is almost like including your your post-tax income. And I will actually say, I'll, I'll just really go down the rabbit hole here already. <laughs> One weird thing that I do with my savings rate, and I don't know how other people do this. I feel like I've never seen anyone talk about this, but I don't count my, like what I have to pay for health insurance as spending. I just count that as taxes because I think it should be paid for by taxes. And so when I think about, when I take my post-tax income, also I don't pay very much for health insurance. Like it's a very, very low number. And so also just to make my life easier because I'm lazy, I don't like log that as a spending transaction. When I figure out my post-tax income, I like take my gross income, like whatever my salary was. I subtract my federal, excuse me, federal, <laughs> federal, state and local taxes, you know, medical and social security. And then I also just take out the very small amount of money. It's like not even a hundred dollars a month um, that I pay for insurance. That's one weird thing that I do. It doesn't really, I mean, it's a rounding error. It's such a small dollar amount, but anyways, that's what I do. Okay. So back to income. So you can take either gross um, or your post-tax income. I use post-tax. I've seen a lot of people post both just because like it's fun to calculate. If you've got time and you're a big nerd, like, it could be fun to look at both. And then some other things that you might consider income might be like your 401k match um, or the dividends that your stock pays out. So not like growth in stocks where the stock price goes up and down based on what people are willing to pay for it, but your dividends, meaning some companies just pay out a dividend to shareholders on a regular basis. And so you might count that as income or you might not. I don't count almost anything. <laughs> like I don't count my 401k match. Um, I don't count my stock dividends and it's mostly just because I'm lazy. Cause like when I go to do it and I'm just doing the math on a scratch piece of paper and a random tab in a Google sheet, it's just one more step to add it in. And I don't think that it really doesn't feel meaningful for me. Like it doesn't feel like it's going to change my behavior. It doesn't feel like it's going to give me additional insights into my finances. So I don't count my 401k match. I don't count stock dividends. And I used to be, I used to count like the interest I would earn on my savings account, which was like not enough. I mean, you know, it'd be like 5,500 bucks a month. I used to count things like when I would get, you know, credit card cash back, things like that. And lately I've just gotten really lazy and I don't count that either. And I mean, I don't know, I guess I should to get a more accurate picture, but it's, I mean, your savings, there's actually not a savings rate Olympics. <laughs> there is no medal for either highest savings rate or most accurate savings rate calculation. Like it's really just for me. So I'm just telling you what I do. So if you think I'm like quote unquote cheating by counting my health insurance premiums as taxes, then maybe not counting some other random income, maybe a canceled 
of cheating in your mind. Okay, so that's income. Um, the biggest decision is really like gross versus post-tax, and then the other things are kind of smaller. So, And then on the top of the fraction is how much you save. So you're going to take how much you save, and you're going to divide it by whatever you decided that your income is. And there's a couple different ways to do this. So some people count as savings, like money they actually saved, meaning they, they invested it into their 401k or a taxable brokerage or any kind of investment sometime, or like even just moved it into a savings account. But what I do is I only just count like money I didn't spend. So again, in that example, if my post-tax income was $100 and I spent $70, 30 bucks is left over. Maybe some of that went into a 401k, maybe some of it went into an HSA, maybe some of it went into an IRA. Like, you know, I just, that's, it doesn't matter to me if it's still wherever it's sitting. It's just like money that I didn't spend. So that counts as savings for me. And then sometimes people count towards their savings rate um, debt that they've paid. So if they're paying off like student loans or credit card debt or um, a car payment or anything like that, they may count those debt payments as a savings rate. I think that that makes sense. I don't have those kinds of debts, but if I did, I would probably count that because it's money not spent, right? So like under my, the way that I think about it, that would totally make sense to me. And then sometimes people count the mortgage principal. And I don't do that, but I'm kind of tempted to because the amount that goes to the principal on my mortgage is like a good chunk every month. And it actually would really move the needle. And I've calculated a few months just for fun, just to like see what it was, but I don't normally count it because I don't know. I don't know. Well, when it would be work, I would like have to look it up every single month because it changes a little bit every month the way the loan amortizes. So really like a lot of my philosophy around this just comes down to being a little bit lazy, but I don't know in my mind, like that just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I hesitate to use the word cheating because I don't mean like if someone else wants to count that, that's fine. Again, like the savings rate police are not going to come get you, but it doesn't feel right to me like because I'm spending that money, right? Like I'm, even though it's increasing my net worth, the part of the principal that it's going towards my mortgage, but I don't know, it just doesn't feel right to me. So I don't do that. I hope that that makes sense. I hope that that's helpful. I'll tell you probably Probably the most common question I get when I post my savings rate is, you know, whether it's pre-tax or post-tax or like how I calculate it. And then once I say like, this is how I calculate it, it's my post-tax income. So my income minus taxes and then anything I didn't spend counts as savings. Then usually, I mean, the most common follow-up question right after that is, well, so, so, so like, what do you mean though? Like, do you go back in and add your 401k? Like you don't just count the amount that hits your paycheck because that's already has like your 401k and HSA and whatnot taken out. And it's funny. It's, it's, it's just really interesting to me that I get that question a lot because it seems very it seems straightforward to me again everyone's way of doing this seems very straightforward to them I think there I think there is this way that would be really easy to just take like the amount that hits your paycheck and to think of that as like okay how much did I spend out of whatever the direct deposit amount was that hit my paycheck but like a vast majority of my savings comes out of my paycheck like my 401k and my HSA that's a lot of money just for one person I mean next year that's going to be like $25,000 per individual and so I definitely want to get on that. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's not very difficult. So I pull up at the end of the month, I like pull up both of my checks and I just do a little bit of quick math. I just take like whatever my gross income was and then I subtract out like the taxable amounts. And then I just don't subtract out like the 401k, HSA, et cetera. So yeah. I hope that made sense. I feel like that last part might have felt a little bit muddy. I mean, I think the idea is that I don't just go off of the amount that goes into my bank account. Oh, this is this is the way the question is phrased sometimes. It's like, oh, well, so do you just like take the amount that's deposited into your bank account and do you add your 401k contribution back to that? There's a little dog sleeping right here. I don't know if you can hear him snoring. I hope not. I, or maybe that's a nice, I don't know. Maybe it adds to the, uh, to the ambiance here. But so I don't do it that way. I just look at my paychecks every month. I look at both of them and I do the math. I take the gross amount and then I just subtract out taxes. 
expenses and that's the number that I use. And then I go into my budget, my spending tracker, and I say how much I spent and, you know, do a little math and that's how I get the answer. I think maybe, I think maybe something that feels very normal to me, but that I'm realizing that not everyone does is looking at my paychecks every single time, even though they don't change. Like I just like to log into the system and look at my pay stub and like look at what the gross amount was and look at the taxes. Like I like getting my hands on it. And so that doesn't, maybe that feels like a lot of work or like, oh, you have to add it back. What you got? Like, I don't know. I'm just going to do that anyways because I like looking at every month. So. In any case, this season is full of like a lot more technical information and a lot more math than I usually talk about. But I don't know. That's what's been on my mind. And I hope that's interesting. And if not, you know, I'm sure I'll swing back the other way soon. If you have thoughts about how you calculate your savings rate, if you think I'm completely off or completely right. I would be happy to hear from you either way. You can find me most days on the Instagram at Liz Gets Loaded. And I gotta give a plug. I put together a blog post with some of my favorite gifts. If you're looking for gift ideas, you can go to LizGetsLoaded.com and I put some of my favorite things that I've ever received as gifts or the things that I like to give as gifts. So if that is helpful, fantastic. If not, you can just leave it be. Thanks friends. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But, and just an idea, you could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you. <laughs>